0: Welcome to Walker Retail Ranger.
1: My name is Walker, a.k.a. The Retail Ranger. It is my job to keep you free from food safety danger. The other is to make sure that stuff gets on the shelf. It's harder than it looks. I can't do it by myself.
0: Now it's time for Walker Retail Ranger.
1: On aisle 13. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was pointed out by several uh, listeners <laughs> of the podcast that I was referring to Foot Locker as Food Locker. <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, something that's going to be happening in the future. I'm going to start a company called Food Locker. Maybe it is, but uh, thanks to everybody that helped remind me that I said Food Locker instead of Foot Locker. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, the Retail Ranger podcast. This is episode. 70 can you believe that liz wow. 70 it is a uh, sunday april 16th 2023 how you doing Woody? great i uh, am too especially after that cool little mashup there when that's sweet? That was, i loved it another bill mcclintock special that was peaches and herb and aerosmith shake your dude thing <laughs> all right uh cousin dave did send me a really cool mashup earlier but uh cousin dave uh, i'm not very technologically savvy And I looked hard all over the interwebs for an MP3 version of that, and I couldn't find it. So, if you happen to find an MP3 version of that mashup and want to send it to me, well, get it on the next one. But it was pretty cool Simon. so thank you for that. So, uh, the holidays today. There's some pretty cool ones. It's National Orchid Day. Do you like orchids?
2: I mean, they're all right.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're cool, but I heard they're, like, super hard to take care of. Yeah. Yeah, so I ain't got that kind of time. They're so expensive. Yes, they are expensive. It is also National Librarian Day. Shh. I think I owe a lot of money, but I keep moving. They'll never find me. I believe it was that Jack London novel. What was, what was Jack London, his books, about the wolf or something back in the day? I don't remember. It was a really good one, but I don't remember it. So. <laughs> All right. It's a National Eggs Benedict Day. All right. I don't think I've ever had eggs a la Benedict.
2: I don't think I have either.
1: We got no excuse, Liz. We We got a dozen eggs every three days. That's true. These girls are producing. They're out there free ranging now. Our fence is complete. Yay. Uh, we actually added a beware of chickens <laughs> sign to the gate. You know, in case Amazon wants to come back there and mess around. They are, they've been warned there are chickens back there there
2: are attack chickens too
1: man they were running after roddy pretty good Whew. he's got to man up a little bit <laughs> uh it is national wear your pajamas to work day which is convenient because it's sunday and <laughs> not a lot of people are working other than you know retailers but i dare you to wear your pajamas to work at a grocery store
2: Whew. yeah
1: that wouldn't fly not good a lot of customers seem to think that's every day wear your pajamas to shop day <laughs> do you notice that yeah. A lot of folks wear the fuzzy pants. It's all right, as
2: long as they're I can't spending money.
1: Oh, Morpheus has, has awakened. He had a very productive night last night, left us a couple presents. I won't go into details. I have pictures if you want to see them. It is also National Save the Elephant Day, which I just think was kind of wild, because last week we were talking about mammoth, or a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Regenerating DNA from uh, mammoths. Why don't we do something about the elephants here now? Yeah. If you're going to clone something, clone something that exists. You know, I, I, All right. Those are the holidays. Although it is National Garden Month, I don't normally talk about the month, but I will say that the Walker Ranch is one step closer to getting our garden going this year. And why is that, Liz?
2: Because we have a fenced-in yard.
1: And we got a special piece of lawn equipment this week, and I want to give a shout-out to uh, a co-worker of mine that I've known for quite a while. Happened to be talking about how it would be nice to get a rototiller. We're going to look into trying to find a used one, and she says, oh, I've got one in the shed you can have. So. Free. Uh, yes, free. The best kind. Uh, I bought a spark plug. I bought a clean out the gas can, clean out the carburetor. And what else? Oh, a fuel filter. And that sucker started on the first try.
2: That thing is awesome. Runs
1: like a champ. So we, are, we started screwing around with it today. Our, most long-term listeners know our yard is all rocks and stuff anyway. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it I kind of mess around with it on the, the highest setting just to kind of graze the yard and it was working pretty good. My chair is creaking yes, pretty good. Yes, it, it is. All right. Well, let me go ahead and address the elephant in the room. <laughs> uh, it is super pollen season here in Central oh, Virginia. Yes, we were outside is. earlier with Ashley, and you could literally see the pollen.
2: Looked like snow. It
1: did. I mean, when you like looked under the deck, it was you know dark under there, and you could see against that backdrop the actual pollen. So, if you hear us clearing our throat or coughing more than usual, <laughs> welcome to Virginia, April twenty twenty three. So all right liz what you got cooking
2: well so the other night we made grilled italian chicken thighs and when i say we i mean me
1: i was going to clarify that (laughs) although i did help you create dinner one day this week because i remember i put the dutch oven into the oven oh yeah yeah so i I get credit thank you for that all right
2: well i used boneless skinless thighs Mm -hmm. and you can almost always find those on some kind of a sale so i
1: like sale or markdown or marked both. Markdown or... or sale. Okay.
2: Um. So I bought a couple of different packs of those. You think
1: folks are intimidated by those? They don't sell that well. I mean, why do you think they end up getting marked down?
2: I don't know. I think because you, you don't really know what to do with them. Okay.
1: So school us.
2: Well, what we did, or what I did. We here we go. You're French. <laughs> so I washed them. I trimmed them up because they tend to have a little bit of you know fat on them, and some of the pieces were like really big because when you kind of unfold them, they're long their the thighs are? Yeah, they're kind of like rolled up. like Yeah, they, they
1: wrap around a bone. Yeah. To, okay, so, right.
0: that makes sense.
2: So a lot of them I had to cut in half because they were just like too long. You got juicy
1: thighs.
2: Put them in a Ziploc bag with some Italian dressing. Mm. I threw a little lemon juice, a little onion powder, um, pepper flakes. Yes. A little salt and pepper. and
1: Viva la spice.
2: Um, I didn't put a lot of salt because I put that on after more than in the marinade plus i have high blood pressure and (laughs) And i let it marinate for six to eight hours and i actually did it on the grill so i put it on the cooler side of the little charcoal grill okay and then once they were just about cooked then i put them on the hot side and i brushed them with olive oil just to keep them from sticking and drying out and just flipped them back and forth a couple times till they you know had that nice those nice grill marks
1: grill legit grill marks yes. not not that fake meat crack. <laughs> yeah.
2: but they were so juicy and just that grilled taste was just the key they were amazing and then the vinegar from the italian dressing kind of gives it that twang yep, yep. kind of very refreshing yeah but you can you can cook it um in the oven at 350 if you want to do that like in a baking dish or you can saute it um I think Megan did that. We were actually making it on the same day. Um, our oldest
1: sautéing tends to cause a little bit more mess in the kitchen. Yeah, now, it kind of splatters. Yeah,
2: but I kind of wanted that grill taste anyway. Oh
1: dang! Can't go wrong with that.
2: But you can use them in like a grilled chicken sandwich. Throw yep. some Monterey Jack cheese and lettuce and mayonnaise. They're very on there. versatile.
1: Don't don't sleep on the uh, boneless. Yeah, the or you thighs. can
2: cut them up in smaller pieces. Throw them in some pasta. You know, with um. alfredo sauce sure that would be good i but we just had it just straight up with a baked potato yep, and just veggies it was a remarkably tasty meal i mean that, that that
1: italian dressing man that is a miracle worker when it comes to getting penetrating especially i guess the thighs are not very thick right since they're spread out yeah so it really gets in there pretty good
2: and it's really good i've never been able to cook thighs on the grill with you know the bone in where they were completely done i usually had to throw them in the oven to kind of finish them off yeah you know because by the time you know they're halfway done the charcoal is kind of
1: has seen better days yes yes
2: so but anyway that was definitely a do-over
1: well that was yeah i agree and and they're just they last good too i mean you can cook them that night yeah and you can always you know chunk them up and especially now with money getting tighter Looking for ways to stretch our, our fridge. And I think you got some stuff coming up on that in the next couple episodes yes. of the podcast. Because uh, money's getting tighter. While inflation is allegedly dropping a little bit, it's still bad. <laughs> and gas is, is still going up. So us retail rangers out there grinding. We need to save money wherever we can. Speaking of saving money, you know a lot of folks uh, during the pandemic stayed at home. And then when they started going to work, they were working from home. And that's been kind of a trend I've seen articles in the paper where some big companies are like fighting with their people to come back to the actual office. Yeah. But uh, it is kind of interesting. So Wegman's an amazing grocery store, like one of the meccas for retail rangers. It's just a beautiful operation. It is. Um, apparently they're going to drop, or they may drop, their full-service coffee program. Uh, here's the headline from Bill Wilson, Supermarket News. I got a couple Bill Wilsons. He's been busy, <laughs> uh, especially on April 14th, which happened to be. Brother Kevin's birthday. Ah, happy uh, birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, we did. We did text him on his birthday, yes, yes, too. So. <laughs> Just give him an extra shout-out, because I know he's a, an avid listener. He's actually been sending me some little nuggets, too, oh, that nice. we'll talk about in the future. Uh, company flirts with removing its Buzz coffee shops in favor of self-service. Shocker. <laughs> uh, Bill Wilson, April 14th, from Supermarket News. Wegmans believes its customers are no longer getting up for coffee. Or if they are, they aren't buying it at Wegmans. Uh, the Rochester, New York grocer is conducting a pilot study right now, closing its full service buzz coffee shops in favor of self-service stations. Mm. That's a theme, uh, kind of coming there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Representatives from Wegmans say that ever since work from home flexibility increased during the pandemic, less and less shoppers have been making the trip for the retailer's coffee. There are over 110 stores in the Wegmans network with most in the Northeast, uh, Wegmans said in a statement, over the last several years, we have seen a significant change to our coffee business, including a decrease in the morning traffic flow to our buzz coffee shops. Uh, the self-service coffee station pilot, this is funny, the self-service coffee station pilot begins in the company's headquarters in Rochester. Ah. So it sounds like their people aren't going back either.
2: Uh,
1: Wegmans does not think customers will notice a change.
2: They'll notice. I would think you would notice that.
1: If you go and try to order a coffee and nothing's they happening. They say, get it
2: yourself. Yeah.
1: And they point to a machine. You might notice that. Because I remember when McDonald's did that. I walked in right when, when they got their uh, self-service yeah, their kiosk thing or whatever you right. order. I walked up to the counter and the cashier pointed me over to the thing. I'm like, you're literally right here. <laughs> so, And this was before the shenanigans of 2020's uh, yeah. pandemic. Yeah. Uh, It says, we are introducing self-serve coffee machines that allow customers to choose from from a variety of specialty and brewed coffee drinks made freshly just for them, the company said in a statement. Coffee brewing technology has come a long way, and our new self-serve coffee machines use our same high-quality coffee beans and offer a similar menu of lattes, cappuccinos, and brewed coffee drinks.
2: I wonder if it'll be cheaper since you're doing it yourself. Yeah,
1: probably not. a new Wegman store here in Reston Virginia that opened earlier this year skipped the buzz coffee completely offering only a self-service option. so that's just kind of the way it's going. I, I would be curious to know if it is cheaper mm-hmm. hmm interesting. Hmm. So this is kind of neat. Uh, Amazon is looking to grocery as a big growth opportunity. Again Mr. Bill, I'm really busy Wilson <laughs> April 14th. Kevin's birthday. Supermarket news. <laughs> All right. Company CEO tells investors they will get through tough time like it did in 2008, 2009. So I guess my first reaction is they're talking about the economy back in 2008, 2009 and how they're going to make it through. That kind of tells me the people that know, know we're in kind of a tough time. Right. I mean, everybody's not saying we're in a recession, blah, blah, blah. I, I kind of feel like... We, we have been or are really headed that way, second half. Tough times appear to be the first sign of good times for Amazon. The mega company CEO, Andy Jassy, which I want to note, I'm glad his name wasn't Hugh, uh, wrote a letter to investors <laughs> comparing the financial crisis to today's challenges. I just got it. All right. <laughs> uh, during the financial crisis of 2008 2009, Amazon leaned hard on the cloud computing sector and to get through troubled waters. Uh, now, Jassy told investors the keys will be grocery, healthcare, and satellites. I guess satellites, he's talking about like smaller stores. Right, right. Uh, so they have a thing called Amazon Web Services, AWS. A lot of companies use that as their background internet stuff. Okay. Uh, Jassy, or Hugh, <laughs> said Amazon Web Services is generating $85 billion annually. So that's how they can afford to lose money on like Amazon delivery and stuff uh, like that because they Amazon Prime. Yeah, their Amazon Web Services is, is making some serious jack. Okay, uh, and it continues to be profitable, and he is optimistic that Amazon will emerge from quote this challenging macroeconomic time end quote in a stronger position. As for the grocery sector, Jassy, don't don't do it. <laughs> wrote in the letter that the company is working hard to identify and build. The right mass grocery format for Amazon scale. Grocery is a big growth opportunity, he said. So, sounds like, you know, they know they own Whole Foods. Apparently, I don't think they think that's the ticket to keep uh, okay. expanding with Whole Foods. I think they're looking for a different version. Uh, Jassy also addressed the Whole Foods network of stores. Uh, I guess I should have read. Uh, <laughs> stating that it is on a, an encouraging path, but for the company to have a larger impact on physical grocery a mass grocery format needs to be discovered. Uh, Poonam Goya, who's a, fi- or a senior e-commerce guy for Bloomberg, pointed out that Amazon owns a tiny piece of the grocery sector and could be looking to grow their footprint through acquisitions, organically or through a partner. Okay. So, more to come on that a bit. Uh, hmm. I know that Albertson's uh, Kroger thing is still, their, their merger is still on pause. I mean, still? Yeah, there's all kinds of shenanigans, consumers are mad, there's some kind of class action lawsuits, and I don't know, and plus the government's in there too, so it's probably going to take a while. Uh, Goya also said that Amazon does not have the expertise to build the grocery business with scale. And we had talked about this earlier, but in late March, Amazon announced it was going to lay off 9,000 employees, which would increase the number of pink pink slips to 27,000 since the start of the year. Uh, Back in January, the delivery company set a personal record with 18,000 layoffs at one time. The dark milestone hit Amazon's grocery sector particularly hard as a number of layoffs were issued to those linked to Amazon Go and Amazon Fresh. And I feel like the Amazon Go was those little small stores where you walk in and they scan your hand and you kind of buy your groceries and walk out. I guess they weren't doing very well. Uh, They also announced that they would permanently close eight of its Amazon Go convenience stores, including two in Seattle. Hmm. Uh, Like any physical retailer, we periodically assess our portfolio of stores and make optimization decisions along the way, an Amazon spokesperson said in an emailed statement. We remain committed to the Amazon Go format, operate more than 20 Amazon Go stores across the U.S. That doesn't sound like many. Mm-mm. And we'll continue to learn which locations and features resonate most with customers as we keep evolving our Amazon Go stores. Uh, in February, they said they were pausing the rollout of its Amazon Fresh retail stores while it reevaluated the concept's economics. All right, so that just sounds like they're kind of regrouping and they're realizing that their current path is not a, a, a scale version. So. Who's one of the master retailers as far as scale, massive operations? That would be Walmart, right? <laughs> well, I'm sad to say that uh, Walmart releases a statement on why it decided to abruptly uh, uh, abruptly, <laughs> Easy for you, close several Chicago locations. This is uh, not by Bill Wilson. This is by Francie Swidler uh, from NBCChicago.com, uh, published April 11th. As Walmart announced Tuesday that it intends to close four of Chicago's eight stores by Sunday, so half of them, uh, the company made a revealing confession. Walmart's Chicago stores are not profitable, nor have they been since they opened nearly two decades ago. What? Seriously. Seventeen years ago, they opened the stores in Chicago, and they are just not making money. Uh, Today, we have made the difficult decision to close four of our stores in Chicago, uh, then go, The announcement then goes on to say, we know the community will have questions about why we are closing these locations. The simplest explanation is that collectively, our Chicago stores have not been profitable since we opened the first one nearly 17 years ago. Walmart's announcement continues. These stores lose tens of millions of dollars a year. From what? And their annual losses nearly double in just the last five years. Well, let's see if it tells us why here. Um... Yeah, there's four, of them, um, four, couple neighborhood markets, th- three neighborhood markets and a super center. Uh, a health center and a Walmart Academy are closing April, by April 16th. They said they tried a number of different strategies to improve the business performance of the locations, including investing hundreds of millions of dollars in the city, upgrading stores and creating a Walmart Academy training center. So it sounds like they tried.
2: What is it, a lack of sales?
1: It's I think it's everything. And, and, well, think about it. If, as we've talked, you know, Walmart super centers definitely rely on general GM, merchandise, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And three of these stores that are closing are neighborhood markets, which are what? They, Grocery stores. Yeah. So they're not making money on it. They're trying That's to keep right. the prices low for the customers. It, it's not It's not working out. Um, <clears throat> it says, however, none of the efforts materially improved the fundamental fundamental business challenges the stores face. Community and city leaders have been open and supportive as we met with them over the years to share these challenges. Uh, As we looked for solutions, it became even more clear that for these stores, there was nothing leaders could do to help us get to the point where they would be profitable. Isn't that crazy? Wow. So, sliding into that. uh, We've talked about organized organized retail crime, right? Right. So, Ben Tobin from BusinessInsider.com, April 14th. Happy birthday, Kev. Why retail crime rings... Why Retail Crime Rings Target Cheap Goods at Walmart and CVS and Skip Luxury Stores. If you think organized retail crime is always a high-stakes jewelry heist, you're wrong. (laughs) According to a new report from the National Retail Federation and global risk advisory firm K2 Integrity. In fact, luxury goods like jewelry and watches are rarely targeted by criminals. According to a database of 132 organized retail crime groups... Think about that. That's two per state just in the U.S. Wow. Or More than two. That's crazy. Uh, using public information contained in hundreds of court cases and media reports between 2014 and 2022, luxury goods are only targeted 11% of the time. Huh. And this is a bazillion dollar loss to companies. Yeah. So think about that. If it's not luxury items that are expensive, it's the cheaper goods, How that, that really puts in perspective how much stuff is actually being mm. stolen. Yeah. If it's the cheaper stuff. Uh, this is due to luxury items being st- luxury items being sold in stores with enhanced security measures. Okay. Quick pause. I did read an article, too, about asset protection. That's something I'm kind of interested in. Right. And how asset protection jobs have kind of morphed into a, a different role. It used to be about loss prevention. Yes. Uh, you know, shoplifting and stuff like that. Some internal theft. Now they're really focusing on security measures in the stores. Uh, pricing issues, associate purchases and behaviors. And there, it's a lot more involved than that asset it's asset protection. It ain't loss prevention. It's protecting our assets. Right. So it, it has kind of turned into a big deal. Uh, organized retail crime instead often targets more of the everyday goods available at stores like Walmart, CVS, and Target with less security protecting it. Uh, the items most targeted for theft include apparel, health and beauty products, infant products, Accessories, housewares, home improvement products, eyewear, and office supplies. So, Hmm. I know one of the big things... I mean, we have to lock up Tide and stuff in a lot of stores. Yeah. Tide pods, because they can get rid of those pretty easy, too. And I always get skeptical. You know, if you see on Facebook Marketplace, somebody's selling detergent. Right. Oh, oh, I bought too much. Did you?
2: Yeah. I've seen baskets of stuff going out the store, and we couldn't stop them in time. Yeah. And it was usually... Something like Tide.
1: Right. Or, you know, or body lotions and stuff like that. Yeah. and then you, then you go to the flea market on Saturday and you see somebody selling all this <laughs> Dove and you're like, are you a Dove distributor? <laughs> yeah. uh, most shoplifting is going to be the lower value items. Jake Stocks, the director of product for the security company Verkata, uh, previously told Insider, it's not going to be $10,000 jewelry heist. It's going to be these things that just kind of go missing off the shelves and that's harder to detect, which obviously... Uh, Walmart president and CEO Doug McMillan Millen, said in December that stores would close and prices would rise if theft levels did not drop. So you got to kind of wonder if that played part in the Chicago yeah, situation, I'm too. And it probably did. Um, oh, yeah. And then uh, last month, the New York City mayor Eric Adams told retailers that to prevent theft, they must require shoppers to enter stores without face masks on. Now, they go from you've got to wear a face mask for everything to can't wear one when you go in a store. Kind of hard when you train people for two, three I know. years. Um, and obviously it makes uh, it more difficult to identify shoplifters. Organized retail crime has been a major concern for the retail industry for decades, endangering store employees and customers, disrupting store operations, and inflicting billions in financial loss for retailers and the communities they serve. Uh, the theft issue has blown into a $94.5 billion problem for the retail industry, according to a prior 2022 study. That's crazy.
2: And, you know, I've heard customers say, well, you know, th- these stores have insurance, so they're covered. But mm-hmm. that's not how it works.
1: That is not how it works. Insurance <laughs> no. does not cover product no, loss like that. No, it does not. No, it covers like hurricane and earthquake crap like everyone yeah. else's does. Um, and I thought this was interesting. I'll, I'll be curious to get your take on this. Uh, it says, still, other retailers are walking back their past messaging around theft. Walgreens CFO James Kehoe said in January that the company, quote, cried too much about the theft the year prior, saying it hadn't seen as much shrinkage in recent months. What do you think that is? He's probably trying to make people think, oh, no, theft's not a problem, because if he kept saying theft's a problem, people would probably think, well, it must be easy to steal there. Yeah. Let me go jack some more.
2: That's true. So
1: he's trying some reverse psychology. <laughs> Good luck with that there, James. Cool name, though. <laughs> uh, he also said during the company's most recent quarterly earnings call that Walgreens saw, quote, lower levels of shrink. In inventory in the second half of 2022 so uh, at the start of 2022 their inventory shrink was about three percent and there it was down to two and a half after that soon down half a percent he's trying <laughs> gotta respect that but i mean that's real i mean and the sad part is who ends up paying for it we do yeah all right we're gonna pause for a second i think i hear amazon and we're back, and this is kind of embarrassing, folks, but uh, I had a headlight go out on the Jeep <laughs> the other day, and uh, I said, well, I'm going to run to Walmart and grab some bulbs because you got to replace both of them, right? Right. As I was sitting in my parking lot getting ready to go into work yesterday, I was I jumped on uh, the Google to see what size I needed, the right? Google. And it popped up, Amazon, bulb 9007, whatever. I was like, all right, cool. Let me check it out. Delivered Sunday. And I added it to my cart, and I bought it. I'm literally five miles from a Walmart (laughs) and I bought headlight bulbs off of Amazon.
0: Well,
1: you got to see number one, but, but it's just funny. Like ordinarily you would just run to the store and grab them. It was just that convenient. So, Hey,
2: save some on gas.
1: Good call. All right. There you go. Thank you for helping me justify that. All right. So I do have some shopping lists. Uh It's been a while. Uh, This was given to me by my produce manager. She's on point with these. Uh, this one says two tomtoes. Tomatoes. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, S.M. romaine lettuce. Small romaine lettuce, I'm guessing. And then orange pops with an apostrophe S.
2: Orange pops.
1: Pops. Pops that belong to the <laughs> orange. All right, and then we got a, a funky one. This is on a, uh, a company's little, uh, what are those things called? The little yellow pull-off sheets. Come on, what are they called? taste it? Next? Yes. My gosh. <laughs> ah. All right, this one's funny. Top left, allergy. Top right, allergy. I'm telling you, it's that bad here, folks. Um, I got to zoom in a little bit. Asparagon? Aspirin? It, or it's not I don't think it's asparagus. Uh, <laughs> drinks, sausage, water, grand bat Tomato. Grand bat. Grand? Oh, you know, I bet you it's Grand's butter biscuits or something. And they, oh, they just gave up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pie crust pudding. Maya. Oh,
2: Mio. I bet you. No,
1: Mayo. Uh, mayo. M A Y A. This is my favorite. Bolo. Be on the lookout.
2: <laughs> but what is that?
1: Bologna. Uh, Baloney, because she probably started writing and was like I don't know whether it's the G, a G in there N, somewhere, <laughs> and she forgot the Oscar meyer song. Do you want to sing that for us today, Liz? Oh, I wish
2: I were an Oscar Mayer wiener.
1: <laughs> I saw something on the news the other day where you could rent that for your wedding.
2: Rent what?
1: The Oscar Mayer mobile.
2: Oh, yeah. That, Maybe when that, we
1: renew our vows,
2: class it up real good.
1: All right, here's another one. uh This one's kind of cool because it goes a little old school uh catsup c-a-t-s-u-p when's the last time you heard that
2: i haven't seen that
1: catsup it's 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 different from ketchup right no it's not
2: thought it was the same thing it's an urban
1: legend it is catsup milk two bread lunch meat uh one bag navel oranges four cans mandarin only one a i'm not gonna be picky (laughs) mandarin uh eggs 18 count egg salad well, how are you going to buy eggs and then buy egg salad? <laughs> uh, cookies. And and th- th- this last part was written by somebody different, completely different handwriting. So I'm guessing the cookies were added on. <laughs> uh, cookies, tomatoes, drink, and to fish. Supposed to be tilapia, I'm guessing. Yeah. All right. This one is very cool writing. I can read it and it's just basic. But it has something on there that freaks me out: tuna, bread, lettuce, grits. Ooh, Tomatoes. Well, I like grits, but I, that I was weird. It just t- tuna, bread, lettuce, grits, tomatoes, green onions, rice packets, and toasted sesame oil. That just grits, just I don't. I don't know where. Like yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, paper towels, water, club soda, OJ, Giner Ale, <laughs> lettuce fruit vodka <laughs> limes
2: I don't think you get that at the grocery store
1: Not in mine not in our state you can't B12 enema <laughs> So I don't know what kind of party they're about to have Whoa. but I hope they buy enough vodka they don't remember that they need an enema Oof. dude I've never <laughs> seen an enema on my on my shopping list It, it kind of hit me too cuz you have B12 that's like a vitamin to give you energy Yeah and then enema right after i got to get fired up for this enema. (laughs) Hence the paper towels being the first thing on Uh, the list. Just throwing it out there. All right. Well, we haven't done shopping lists in a minute, and they did not disappoint. No. So. She did a good job. Yep. And I do want to give props to the folks that took down our trees. They did a fantastic job. We got seven of those suckers taken down. That was Old Dominion Tree Company based out of, I think, Cumberland County right next to Powhatan. And then. I was kind of bummed because they did put their ad on our fence, but they did do a phenomenal job. So I'm leaving it up there for a little bit. Uh, Good neighbor fence. I think they're based out of Mechanicsville, Virginia. Phenomenal experience. Like two days, we got the ranch on lockdown. Yeah. Most beautiful thing we've ever had. And the chickens, they're so happy. Except I did find something pretty inconvenient. As I was working on it. Yeah, well, there's that. (laughs) Uh, As I was working on the... uh, is the rototiller this morning, you know, I was trying to get the gas out of there and I was I was spraying cleaner on the tiller and spraying it off. And what do those dumb girls start doing? Coming right over and start pecking at the water from the you know the runoff oh, from where I was no. cleaning the tiller. So I had to kind of show them off. So I got to be more aware of that. And speaking of awareness, I have one more quick story. I almost lost one of the girls and it wasn't because she took off. Um I have a shed. Oh, yeah. And the other day you had said that the top pond pipe had started leaking and it started emptying our pond, which is a 911. Yes. You know, we're on a well, so it's not like we want to waste water anyway. Plus
2: we have little fish and a turtle yeah. in there.
1: And plus just a pain in the butt. Yeah. So I came home for lunch or for lunch that day and I kind of assessed the situation. You had already got it filled back up and cut off the pump so it wasn't leaking anymore. So I started gathering all these tools and little things to try to fix it because I'm a... I'm a C plus handyman, right? <laughs> and I went back. I said, "Well, you know, I can deal with this later. I don't need. It's not a nine one one now. It's all under control." So I went back to work. About seven thirty, quarter to eight, I go outside to put the girls away, like I do every night. And I was out there shaking a little worm container, and only three of them were following me. And I thought that was kind of weird. So I shook it a little bit harder, and nothing. So I put the three in the their little coop and. I started walking around, shaking the thing, waiting for the fourth one to pop up, and I was like, hmm, the handle looks weird on the shed. So I opened up the shed, and there she is, <laughs> on my tool bench. Hmm. She had been in there for seven solid hours, and it shows. <laughs> yes, it does. She has marked her territory. <laughs> Every, I've never seen so much poop in one little area. On my bench, on my drills, on my <laughs> on my gloves. I mean, she, she was paybacking. She's the one that went in there, I will say. So I, I didn't put her in there.
2: Well, they're not the smartest no and animals on the planet. So I
1: started shaking the thing, and, and she she barely jumped down onto the ground. I was like, oh, man, she's probably dehydrated and all that. And She kind of walked back over, and she started drinking water, and she's fine. But I was like, man, that would have been horrifying if I had not realized she was missing. Because I'm glad to go out there and lock them up every night. Because I've ta- thought about not doing it. You figure they'll be okay, but I'm glad. That's a good habit to have. Yes, yes. Dual head count. So, All right. You got anything for us? No. Nope, you good? I'm good. All right, folks. Well, we, uh, again, appreciate your uh, support, and we will catch you next week. Peace. Peace. you for listening to us and letting us be ourselves we appreciate what you do to get stuff on the shelves stay safe out there do what you can to avoid any danger have fun work hard and be a retail ranger you've been listening to worker retail ranger